Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to the August episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. Feels like it's been a really long time since we've done this. So yeah. um, we missed you. Yeah, definitely did. Honestly, I was like, what do I do? Like, I feel like untethered because I don't have like a reading assignment every week. Yeah, like, like that's the happening? former gifted child in me struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, what we decided to do for August was kind of keep it loose so that that way we can both kind of pick something that was interesting, but also still on theme. So water was basically like what we went for, you know, us, we just like to, to pick something kind of random, whether it's cover art or, or yeah, exactly. So this time we went with, if the cover has water on it, so it's Mm -hmm. ocean, sea, mine is a lock. So, you know, don't know what the difference is, but okay. I looked it up and sometimes it can be considered a sea inlet and sometimes it can be considered a lake. So that could go either way. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, anyways, so this week we're talking about books that have water on the cover. So I guess here we go. Let's just dive right in. Let's dive on in. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. So proud of myself. Um, so I read this like a month ago at this point (laughs) and I did not take any notes, but it was really good. Um, I did not even get a chance to review. I literally had to look up like a quick summary for me because I couldn't remember the first character's name. So oh, okay. don't come at me. Um, <laughs> that's okay. I'm just giving you the TLDR anyway. I don't want to give you all the good stuff. So the book that I picked was um, Hold Back the Tide by Melinda Salisbury. Oh my God, I loved this book. I could not put it down. Ooh, okay. It was so good. And um, so, you know, I, I'm an adult who read this book and I really enjoyed it. But when I was reading it, after I finished it, I also realized that my um, young cousin who's 13 would really enjoy it too. So I think there's a good age range for this because there's nothing inappropriate, but mm-hmm. there are some monsters. So there's something to be aware of. Ooh. So what this book is about is that um, the main character, Alva, lives with her father father wow words lives with her father in the scottish highlands um like in a very small town uh but they live even more removed from their town i'm gonna tell you right now there's some words i cannot say so i'm just gonna refer to towns and things um because they would use like scottish words which i think are like gaelic or is that irish i don't know but there are words in here i could not pronounce i don't know what scottish is native original languages so i'm very sorry but there are words i could not pronounce um it was really nice though that they like they would italicize those words because like they knew you weren't going to know them so Mm -hmm. i got a heads up yeah um so alva lives with her father i believe she's like 17 maybe 16 17 um just the two of them when she was younger i believe it was about 10 years ago i honestly don't remember the exact time frames like i said it's been about a month but basically when she was younger her mother was presumed dead no longer exists um the town didn't have enough to like prove that the dad did anything to her but and he said you know she just left us she left one day and the town assumes that the dad killed her um alva has run her entire life since her mother has died on this assumption that her father is a murderer so she lives by two rules First rule of living with a murderer, which is literally how the book starts, (laughs) is you don't draw attention to yourself. Of course, when you live with a murderer, that's not possible. That was a direct quote. I just really like that part (laughs) Um, because that leads us to her second rule is that um, if you can't be invisible, be useful. Oh, yeah. So she pretty much operates on how can I be as useful and as invisible as possible. So she tiptoes around him. She does all of her chores. She does what she's asked. She has like kind of a side gig that she makes money where she, um, uh, like transcribes 
copies of uh, manuscripts for a, I want to say it's like a monastery and a couple towns over. So they have like a, a guy who rides his horse and carries like a little tote <laughs> with a horse and the mail cart behind him. And they come into town every couple of weeks and they bring her manuscripts and that she's supposed to copy and that she sends back. Apparently she's very good at it, but because she spent her entire life living under um, what she supposes is a murderer. I mean, why would you think any differently? Right. Um, the rest of the town would, does. So the rest of the town does. And at the time, like, you know, this early on, I'm not giving anything away, but at the time when it happened, she that night did hear her mother scream and she heard a gun go off. Mm. She found the gun later. It was missing a bullet. So she knows exactly what gun it was like. So she's sure like she is very yeah. sure her dad's a murderer. And that sounds very scary. Like I can't imagine living so much of your life like that. Like, at the very beginning, it talks a lot about like what her day to day looks like. Like she keeps the place completely spotless. She has a schedule for dusting everything. Like she doesn't let anything be out of place. Dinner is always ready when he walks in the door. So she's both being a daughter and a wife to him because mm -hmm. she's so afraid for her own life. Yeah. So that's Alba. That kind of explains a little bit of why she is who she is and what's going forward. So what happens is that um, I mentioned earlier that my water body is a lock. So Alva and her father live a little more isolated up in the mountains from where the primary town is. So already they always, you know, how towns, small towns are like people in the outskirts are weird. So oh, like yeah. even before the mother died, like they were kind of treated differently. But for generations, their family has been tasked with monitoring the water levels of the lock. So they're supposed to notify the town, like if there's a significant drip in, or drop in the water level, because the town has to be aware of their water consumption. Mm -hmm. They use the rain every year to make sure that everyone has enough water. So it's a really important job. So this and is like they're drinking water, basically. Everything. everything it's for their water everything. for everything okay and currently there's a paper mill in town and paper mills use a shit ton of water yeah they do a ton of water so um one of alva's jobs is to go around and she sets up these like nets i honestly don't understand quite the purpose of the nets but she sets these nets up around the lock and i think part of it is having to do with like figuring out where on the net um the water level is and then it also keeps fish from like going down the pipes that go towards town so that's what i understood about the nets um it was kind of unclear but that's what i'm gathering so at the beginning she is planning on going into town because she's supposed to be um getting some paper from her only friend ren who i love him <laughs> um so she's supposed to go get like paper from him because she's got this plan she's doing this transcription she's saving up her money and she's gonna leave and she's afraid that like her father has found out because the very first thing he says to her in the book is that one of the nets is torn and it's not just like torn it is like shredded so she's like that's super weird like did he do it on purpose to prevent me from going to town so like she's very suspicious of everything he does like it's kind of sad honestly yeah. like i can't imagine living life like that so she goes to check it and she has been noticing that the lock is really low everyone's assuming at this point it's the paper mill um and by everyone i mean her and her father because her father has not told the town that the lock is low oh. he has not said anything to them and she's like shouldn't you say something when she went to go repair that first net that i mentioned was completely torn so she has like rounds that she makes every like two weeks to go up the mountain to check all the nets and come back down she did check all the nets that week except for that one and so she was like maybe something got into it Ren met up with her because the dad told him that that's where she had gone when he asked, like, where was she? Because he had stuff to give her, um, which she was, like, freaked out about. She's like, oh, my God, he can't even know we're friends. Like, I can't imagine the level of fear this girl lives under. Um, so Ren was like, um, is he going to mention the fact that the water's low? Because, like, it's very obvious on the, the post that they have that it's, like, a few notches low. And in the few hours that they're there to repair 
the net or a different net because that net was shredded to put a new net back up. Um, the water fell at least another half inch. That's so, fast. Yeah, that's really fast. I'm like, things yeah. are getting dire. So like immediately when the book starts, you know that like there's something bad that's going to happen to this town. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's not good. The person um, who is in charge of running the paper mill was in love with Alva's mother when they were younger. And so like mm. some very weird dynamic goes on here where like that's he's one of the people in charge of the town now, even though they don't really have technically someone in charge, but because he runs the paper mill and gives everybody jobs, he's basically in charge. Yeah, he's like pseudo He's like a power-hungry, sniveling man, which is disgusting. Mm-hmm. The I worst think he's kind. Murderer. I mean, I great. Him. I him instead. He's definitely suspicious. And, like, he was the one that, like, led the charge of, like, Alva's dad being the murderer. Like, all these things. But Alva, because she was a small child at the time, when they asked, like, if she heard anything or saw anything, she said no. So all these years, she's just kept that inside. She doesn't talk to anybody in the town. No one wants to speak to her. Like, she gets a cold shoulder and straight up ignored when she does go into town. So she's got this plan to leave. So um, I'm like, wow, there's so much information, but all leads <laughs> to the next thing. Where do I want to go for the TLDR? Um, Alva is putting her plans into place to leave town. And an incident occurs at their cabin and the dad tells her, stay here, don't leave. And he locks her into the cabin. So they think it's a wild animal that had destroyed the net. So the dad locks her, locks her in, which that's the part that's like definitely weird. And so she mm-hmm. thinks that he locked her in because he knows like it's literally the day before she's planning on leaving. Like the male guy is supposed mm-hmm. to be there the next day. So she's like, oh, my God, he knows like I'm toast. So. She's running around trying to find the key to the door because he literally locked it from the outside and you can't get out without a key. So she's going around and she's ripping apart the house. She's trying to find the key. Like at this point, she's no longer cares if he sees that the house is in disarray because she's planning on being gone before he gets back. Mm-hmm. She does um, go into like her mother's study that has been untouched since her mother died. Like no one goes in there. Like it's just a thing you don't do. And she finds a bunch of like notebooks that talk about um some sort of like creature or something maybe that lives in those woods and it kind of indicates that maybe there's something else going on and not just a lock and so she's like okay what kind of animal are we dealing with because her father's left her completely in the dark right Mm -hmm. so alba at this point has way more questions and answers all she can think of is like i should just leave like it's not going to be my problem if i just leave yeah Uh, So there are a lot of scenes where she's hanging out with her friend, Ren. He's a pretty supportive friend and I really like him overall. He's like the only one that really kind of stood by her um, of her friend group when she stopped going to school and things after her mother was murdered slash missing because everyone thinks the dad's a murderer. Mm -hmm. And she's like, she's like really close with Ren, even though like she totally pulls a gun on him at one one point (laughs) because she's desperate. She's just like, give me the stuff that I need. He knows that like, she's not telling him everything. And so like, he's trying to get her as his friend to like, tell him what's going on. But she's just like not willing. Um, she does agree to like, go to this like town fair with him one night. And I think this is the night where things start to get weird. Like I said, it's been a little bit since I've read it, but basically one time she's on her way home is around the time that her dad has locked her in the house. Right. Cause he doesn't come back for a couple of days after that incident. She does get out and then come back, but he's still not back. Oh, well. so she goes to the town fair and it's now about two days that he's been gone and she sees a light on the house. So he's back. And she's like, shit, I'm so screwed. He's so pissed. He's going to kill me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like a very typical teenage reaction, except for most people don't literally mean it. Yeah. Um, but as she goes to approach her house, there's this like tall, slender, weird, hairless person-like creature Creepy. hanging out like right in front of the front door. Creepy. Yeah. 
And so she freaks out. Yeah, like naturally. I would definitely freak out too. I could be mixing up some of the series of events here. So I'm, I'm sorry if I did, but basically this is the gist. Um, but yeah, so she sees a creature. She obviously believes that whatever is going on, there's something happening. There's some documentation from past family members to indicate there's also some sort of weird creature-like thing happening. And so Alva has to kind of decide if she's going to stay and help and figure it out and protect the town. Because like, if this thing is like, what if that's not the only one? She has no idea. Mm-hmm. But her father's kind of too busy trying to deal with the creatures to really talk to her about it. Understandable too. <laughs> Typical, but also like people get in trouble when they don't have all the information because then they make stupid mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. So she does get really creative. She's a- she's able to like get some people in the town to kind of buy into what's going on. Um, but there's still that like, is she going to leave? What's she going to do? What's going to happen? Because people are still encouraging her to leave. Like Ren is like, I get it. You wanted to leave, just leave. Like, so Alva is kind of at like a real crossroads in her life where she's got to decide whether or not she's going to take on this, like basically generational familial task of dealing with whatever's happening at the lock and whatever's going on here and figuring it out and saving the town or just leaving and saying, it's no longer my problem. So no, like her thinking, you know, her dad's a murderer, but there's this other stuff going on. It's like, okay, but what's really happening? Like, I did feel like I, I felt like there was something in here and I can't put my finger on it that I had read before. Hmm. And I don't know if it's just that there's another book that did something similar. I don't remember what year it was written. Yeah, I don't see it. Um, I'll have to check. But like there was something in here that felt familiar from other books I've read. And it could just yeah. be that like there's only so many ways you can talk about like there being a creature or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? like yeah. there's only so many ways to go about that. But like there was something in here that felt familiar to me. So maybe I've read it before, but maybe it mimics another book. If you read it, you can let me know. But yeah. overall, I give this a five out of five. Like you can be an adult and you can enjoy it, but you can also be a child. Well, 13 and over, I would say 13 and over and yeah. enjoy it. But like it was, it was really good. And I read it in like a sitting and a half and yeah, sure. I was on an airplane, but still, yeah, still, I would have, I would have done it anyway. Yeah. No, that one sounds really good. It was but, really good. Yeah. Like mine was not as good, um, oh. but I took advantage of the long time between these episodes. And I read a book that's just been sitting on my shelf for like three years now. Good for you. 613 pages long. Oh my God. And so it took me, it was 30 hours of audio because I ended up having to go back and forth because I was like, there's no way that I'm going to finish this in one, like just reading it, sitting it. And then the narrator was so fracking slow too. Anyways, so the book is The Last Ship by William Brinkerley. So it's also a TV show that TNT came out with years ago. Um, It's on Hulu now. It's like one of my favorite shows. Like I freaking love the show. Um, There's very little relation it's like the, the name of the ship and the fact that it's like the last one that's that's, it. that's pretty much all we got um because yeah it's so like the show is that there's like a pandemic um the book it is Topical. uh nuclear war so the entire book is told from the perspective of the captain who's honestly i don't even know that we ever get his last name his first name is tom i do think once they tell us his last name uh you don't ever get it because it's just it's literally the ramblings of an old man which is kind of what it actually is because the author served in world war ii in the navy so it really is the ramblings of an old man uh it's very repetitive like literally in the book the captain who was narrating be like as i think i've mentioned before blah 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 you're like yes again like seven (laughs) times we get it we know um so this book was written in the 80s so it was written 1988 is when it was first published 
So you have to kind of like keep that in mind with it. And so this is like the first time women have been allowed on ships. There's 29 women on aboard. Um, and like, so like things like that. So it starts out in like the nuclear war, all that has already happened. And they're on the ship and they find this island. And they're like, oh, we think this is going to be the one. Like, mm. there's no radiation here. Um, they try to they get their plants out of the greenhouse and they plant them. And that work, seems like it's going to work. And then this whole I do, time, yeah, I do. like the captain is like talking to people. And like, there's like some of these like kind of like little conversations that almost start. And then he's like, oh my gosh, I think that they might realize like what my plan is, like what I'm realized we're going to have to do. He's talking about procreating. They literally think with these 29 women, that they're gonna like re-fucking populate the earth and you're like homie that's gonna be incest for like many 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 rounds but either way um so like you kind of already instantly get that and it's like "Mm, don't love that but he hasn't said it to anybody um Mm. he's not like saying oh we ought to do that anything like that yeah and so it's 150 pages in by the time you finally get to go to before like it's so long oh that's a Um, lot yeah there's like very little i could actually tell you Uh, there's like one thing that i could tell you and um that would give something away so i won't tell you that part but like nothing of what i'm telling you is going to like be a shocker like you know i can be like oh my god you ruined this giant huge book that's been out for years um so 150 pages in we finally get into the before and so it's like 1988 is like roughly the year we don't know for sure what year it is in the book but if you figure it's kind of around that time like we're now you know there's like radios and shit like they can talk so they're off the coast of like norway or somewhere like that i don't know for sure but they're like not near they're not in the pacific ocean that's for damn sure um they're like on the other side of the world basically and so they like get this message and he overly explains how like these top secret messages come in and you have to code it or decode it but only the captain has the like key that can decode it but then the second part of the of code you have to go to like the coo who was like the mm-hmm, gun guy or whatever that's his got to be a super armory title. specialist or whatever yeah like dude. he has the other one um and so like that and so what it is is it's like hey whatever fire your tomahawk which is like they also talk a lot about a tomahawk but it's basically a missile that um it's once you put it on target, it will absolutely hit the target because it has maps in its brain. And so it's watching because it also mm-hmm. has like all these little things that come off with it, like these other missiles. And so they're looking at the ground, the missiles, um, and they're seeing like what's going on. And they're comparing that to the map in their brain that was like already put in there. So they can like, no matter what, if the wind's strong, they can just like, huh. course, fix it. And, like, I was so you- confused that like fire a tomahawk. I'm imagining like everyone, you know how they used to like stand in rows and they would be like, now you shoot. I'm imagining everyone <laughs> standing holding their tomahawk. Like now you throw. Yeah, now you do. No. Yeah. So like, yeah, as a missile. Okay. And, it makes so much more sense. Yeah. And like, if you read the book, he like super explains it's, all like, obvious. Okay. You know, all the things. Oh, the ship is called the SSS Nathan James uh, destroyer class, something or other. Sometimes he calls it just the Nathan James. Sometimes it's just the James. Sometimes it's SSS Nathan James. Mother of dragons, breaker of chains. Yeah, basically. And it's like, okay, we get it. I don't need the full title every time you put it in the book. Like, I swear this author used almost every single word in the English dictionary to tell the story. Yeah, I really wanted to get that point across. So they go and they shoot their news. And then they, like, respond back and they're like, hey homies, we did it. Go us. Um, and then they get one back and they're like coolio uh but that's pretty much like all they know 
at that point like they're not able to like get these people back and like i said this is written in like 88 so whatever year it is that he's thinking this is happening um they don't have great technology like this is not him thinking like oh my gosh and we can hear so fast and we can just like pick them up on the radio in norfolk and it'll be fine mm. no that's not like happening. morse code life like someone said coolio and morse yeah. code yeah they're, and they literally are using like morse code with like lights at one point to like talk from the mm-hmm. island to the boat and you're like that's not you don't have a radio apparently no not in whatever year this is i'm uh, so glad we were born in the century we were born in oh, thank goodness yeah so uh so i can't remember like what happens after that but they start like traveling oh yeah because they can't like hear anybody and they're like this is weird huh so they kind of just like start going around because they had like a plan that they were supposed to be going like a path and they're like well might as well just like go back on that path mm-hmm. so they're going around and then they see people on like these islands and they're realizing like oh shit oh because that's what they see that's right they see another nuke go up and over them and hit the land right by where they are or like close enough that they can like see it and they have a radiation officer on board who's like it was like a running joke that he's like the most useless person on board because like you'll never need to use him and now all of a sudden he's like the number one guy because we need him Mm -hmm. um and he's like hey yeah we gotta go um and so they're like oh shoot so like that's they kind of like deduce that it was like so like we don't be the reader and even them no one knows who shot first like how it happened or anything all we know is that it happened like i said it's literally only from homie's point of view here at the captain um so they go and they like end up like passing these like beaches and there's like people down on the beach and like oh my gosh we, we can go help they cannot because like their skin and their muscle is like straight falling off their body <gasps> oh yeah it's very gross um grody and they're like oh we'll like leave some food and some medicine even though they have like realized that they don't have much food and they don't have much medicine and i'm like these people are gonna die in like two days maybe a week at most don't waste don't like it'll be sad don't bother like, yeah don't leave your shit for them like kill them if you're going to do anything like you know what i mean it's like, like a mercy at that point like yeah. if i was that destroyed please kill me yeah like just make it end quicker um and so they do that so like the captain basically is doing it around so like every person on board has to at some point go and see because he wants them to know like what's going on um, Yeah. because at one point he's like we can't go home like if this is it and Selman, the radiation officer, is saying, like, this probably happened everywhere. Like, we can't go home. Um, they also yeah. have a certain reserve of fuel. Like, they're going to run, they run out of fuel in like a year or two. I think they have two years worth of fuel. The whole book. This wasn't like a true story. No, no. I'm like, this wasn't true. At first, I was like thinking maybe. And then mm, now I'm thinking no. no. Okay, just checking. Because you no, said the author just... was like a World War II guy or something. So yeah. I was like, so, is like, he just... telling us like real? No, it's just like, uh, like the things he's like, experienced to create fiction yeah when he talks about the, the navy things like that you're like oh, okay those are like real type stuff Got um it. and so yeah and so they're like going and they're like well like some people want to go home some don't they end up running into like this russian submarine and like sort of like befriend them because the russian submarine guy is like hey like i can go to like our base in antarctica or wherever and get you like five years worth of fuel um, but we only have two months worth of food and y'all have like seven months worth of food and you're growing foods so, like we could do with tradesies or whatever. And so it's like, I'd okay, be well, cautious of a Russian submarine, even in bad times, but you know, well, understandable. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> thing. So like he comes back, the captain, the captain met with other, the Russian captain and comes back and he's like telling his leadership crew this. And some of them are, they're like, so we trust Russians now. Like what's going on? He's like, the Russian captain is like, Hey, homie, like I saw this is bad everywhere like i can guarantee because i think they like they knew that like somewhere in north america was hit or something like that was like some people like 
don't believe it. There ends up being a mutiny at one point and like people leave. Um, and so like, Yikes. yeah, so then it takes another like 400 or so pages to tell you all this to get you back to the island. Um, and like basically, cause like I said, there's like the 29 women on board and they've all kind of realized the same thing that the captain has for whatever, like, cause they keep saying like, women want to have babies they just want to have babies um so they like and the captain is like well the women need to like figure out the plans and like what's going on what are we going to do next um but yeah it was honestly not much actually happens like they find a cougar at one point um they find two goats that are doing fine and they bring them on board for their to like have like milk and stuff um They're checking out a lot of different places to try to find like a place that they can like live because literally once they run out of fuel they will just like out what are you doing yeah they will float in the middle of the ocean and then they will run out of food and then they will die so yeah they'll be at the privy of tides like if you're lucky you'll get pushed towards a i or a you know massive yeah but that's also probably been hit by radiation um yeah yeah, that was the other one at one point like when it first started i guess yeah before they found the people on the beaches or right around that time they went and they like ran into like other boats and stuff and so they would like board those boats um and like some of it is like some people were hit with the an emp too but then some of them were hit with like some kind of like thing that wasn't necessarily like a bomb or it was like maybe like the blow off from it but they're like literally like stopped in the exact position that they were in like so like a maid is like because this was like a a cruise type yacht ship thing but like a maid was bent over picking something up so like she fell forward there's like a guy who's literally like in the sense. middle of a laugh and like they're still just like there um i've never heard of people like freezing that sounds insane like yeah. i know that like when like like a nuclear bomb or an atomic bomb hits like it's not necessarily like yeah obviously the impact site is fucked but yeah it's not necessarily just that that's a problem it's everywhere that it can mm-hmm. reach like that makes sense that it could yeah. impact everyone but like, I, like to yeah. freeze, that would be wild. Yeah, and they like explained, just melt. Yeah, and they like explained what it was. Like, um, mm, okay, Selman was That's like, cool. yeah, he was like, oh, it was probably like this kind of bomb, and is like super excited and nerding out. And then they're kind of like looking at him, like, I'm sorry, homie. Like, are you excited? And he's like, I'm like, would nerve gas do that? Like, make your whole body freeze? Maybe? I like, remember. I don't it know. Had a, it had a very random one specific word that was literally only said one time. Um, no it's fine stick. you don't have to look it up my brain's yeah. just curious now yeah um and so they're like oh sweet like we'll just like take their food it'll be fine and he's like mm. uh well no because like they had a bunch of like raw meats and stuff frozen meats and he's like you can't do that and he's like okay fine we'll take like the foil package and he's like you can't take anything from these ships like everything is contaminated we yeah. can't bring it on radiation board. goes into food yeah and so the captain is like are you kidding me and he's like that's how radiation works like i don't know what to tell you um <laughs> i don't make the rules sir yeah like this is just it is what it is uh, and then someone has to be like you know like everywhere they go and they're stopping like how long can you stay um, yeah and he's like doing his best like yeah he was like trained on it but he's like like past this is like when you'll like, start to die or like organ failure and stuff like that but he's like but i can't say like what this is doing like for like your reproductive organs or like any of your organs like nothing good everyone's sterile who knows like nobody you can't say for certain anything Mm-hmm. um and like of course like a lot of people because they end up being like cooped up on the ship for like a year or something like that past what like their mission was and i think they only had like a couple of months left in their mission before they were going to get to go back to land um and so like some people start going like stir crazy and there's like no hope and so like people start throwing themselves overboard and so then they have to like put watches out to try to like 
stop people from doing that. And the captain like starts doing these rounds every night. But either way, like I was saying, like all in all for 613 pages, not much actually happens. Like the last 75, 80 pages, it like finally got good. Like because it's too descriptive. Yeah, it's it. This book could have probably been like four, four fifty, and gotten the point across just fine. And I think it might have been more enjoyable because I kid you not, he is also the run-on sentences. Like there's like run-on sentences that are a full paragraph long, and you're just like a better editor. Yeah, that too. I'm not even sure there was one. To be perfectly honest with you, um, like the last seventy-five pages, it got really good. Like there's a murderer going around, like a serial killer. Didn't see that coming at all. And yeah, then, seems wild. Yeah, and like, spoiler alert. So at first you kind of think like, oh, like maybe these people are just because like only the women are getting killed, and so they're like, oh, like that's really odd that like just them and like we can't find their bodies. Like that's weird. And I was like, mm, someone's killing them. So like that's not even like giving anything away. Except for the first one, I was like, nope, just obvious. Got she it. was killed. That's I don't believe that. Clearly murdered. Um, but yeah, like and then who it was, never saw it coming. Not, never would have picked oh. that one. Um. I'm giving it three out of five stars. It's not, it wasn't terrible. It just, the first 150 pages is an absolute drag. I um, didn't like it. And then at that point, I was like, well, now I'm already here. And I might as well finish the book. I keep going. Um, and I've wanted to read it for years. And so I was like, okay, this is like the only time I'm ever going to read it. So I'm going to do it. Uh, I did end up getting it on Audible too, like I said, to listen. I might, it's something I could potentially re-listen to. It's like... The narrator is good. I mean, he talks slow, but it's also a giant book. I don't re-listen much. Do you re-listen to a lot? No, I really don't. No, not too much. It has to be a long time in between because I'll start to remember what happens. Um, That's the problem is when I try to re-listen about like three chapters in, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember everything that happened here. Yeah, I usually only do it if it's like, oh, the second one or a third one or something like that in a series has come out and I want to like re-listen yeah, to them those ones i'll do more um and then i do have That's a couple fair. a couple series that like i'll re-listen to a few times that I, that don't bother me um but yeah this just one just because like i own it like maybe in a couple years i could read maybe you will because especially because it's so much yeah. yeah it's so big that i would probably pick up on new things that i never yeah. would have that i totally would have missed before like maybe i would have figured out who this that this person was going to be a killer earlier on or something like that you know like maybe i would see that coming i don't know but yeah yeah i mean like it was it's done well like it's honestly it's like the captain was just writing a journal the whole time like i honestly was waiting for the end for it to be like him being like and this is the last entry of and the captain's tale log of, yes exactly like that's <laughs> literally what i was expecting to happen it did not happen okay uh, so it was like procedural maybe a little bit too much yeah like in that way yeah and it's just like at one point he's like they're counting like how many books are on board and they tell you exactly how many books and authors and how many like vhs's they have on board and like which ones like you don't get all of them but you get like i'm like okay i get it you have 900 and some odd books and whatever also this one just gonna throw out he locked up the encyclopedias like 30 pages in he's like oh and uh, the encyclopedia we need to lock those up only i have Why? The key. that was mine i said what don't you want your crew to know why though they're encyclopedias yeah like what is it that you don't want your men slash women on the ship like what don't what information don't you want them to know and i didn't trust him since then and that happened like the first 50 pages so anyways i'm done rambling about this giant old man's a lot though yeah a lot more does happen but i can't remember all that and it's big so just read it yourself if you want i will understand if nobody does 
<laughs> it sounds pretty good though, but honestly, the page count and then the redundancy makes it like feel like an undertaking. So yeah. I probably won't read it. That's but I'm the one. Have to hear about it. Yeah, that's the one. It's a big undertaking, and I love the show, which I think is also the only reason that I was willing to like keep. I kind of figured that was probably why you kept going. Yeah. You persisted. Yeah, proud of you. You did it. Yeah. Um, next episode, we're doing something weird and fun uh, and different. Podcasts or uh, books that started as a podcast. Yeah. So that's fun. Uh, come back here about all those and see which ones we pick. I don't think there's that many in out September. there. But it'll be fun in September. Yes. This is yes. We got another long month here. But, but October, we'll be back in full action with minis, long episodes, because mm-hmm. you know I will not skip a spooky month. Yeah. So, and I already got some of my spooky stories picked up. I've out. already started. So, yeah. so don't read. I'll, t- I'll text you. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, <laughs> social media. You can still see what we're doing in our little semi hiatus here as Instagram is not past your bedtime. Twitter, IIPYB underscore pod. And then TikTok is also is not past your bedtime. You can check out our website, isn't it past your bedtime.com to see what's in the archive and what's coming up next. But yeah, with that, we will talk to everyone later. Bye, everyone. Bye.